You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. And welcome again to the Monster Sci-Fi Show. I am your host, the Monster, and we're finally done with Obi-Wan Kenobi. Now, part six. We have reached the end of the series, and I don't think we'll get a season two. There's no need to, so to speak. All right, so we start off with Reva magically appearing on Tatooine and asking... Where can I find this Owen? All right. Meanwhile, as the refugee sh- ship is flying away against a Star Destroyer, like, come on. You have this massive Star Destroyer that is just running right behind it, firing at it. Every once in a while, it hits the shields, but... That's it. And Invader says, just increase more firepower. I'm like, dude, go into your TIE fighter, get a couple of escorts, take it out yourself. Easy peasy. No, we don't want to do that. We go back into Tatooine. So the guy who said, you know, I know Owen or reveals where Owen is, he happens to find Owen in a in the market that's nearby and tells him there's someone who's looking for you. He goes back. Somehow he gets back sooner than Reva gets to actual Lars uh, Homestead. So how is that possible? I don't know, and I don't care. But at least we had a moment for Aunt Beru to kind of have not so much of an action scene, but take a little more of a charge uh, mentality because, you know, Owen's like, we got to leave this place. Like, no, no, no. We're going we're gonna to stand our ground here. And I thought... That's kind of cool to see a side of Amperu that's not always docile. As that they were preparing, they were telling Luke, you know, we have activities from the Tusken Raiders. You know, they're the ones causing this trouble. That's why we're doing all this. I'm like, really? Withdrawing the Tusken Raiders under the bus, metaphorically, considering what we saw in the book of Boba Fett. Because, honestly, the whole native... American Indian kind of vibe and like we're still okay so they're to blame I guess you don't want to tell Luke anything about the Empire or that there's an Inquisitor after him I don't know I mean the kids got to grow up somehow but it goes back to the line later on in the moment that he he just needs to grow up as a boy the rest will take care of itself so I guess if that's what it is fine (laughs) It's not like I wrote this crap. When we're back at the ship and Obi-Wan finally decides, you know, I'll just depart this ship and then he'll follow me because that's what Vader does. The Grand Inquisitor kind of like, you know, you you don't need to do that. Just go after the prize and just get rid of all the other Jedis. And Vader's like, no, no, we're going after Kenobi. So he turns a whole ship to go after Kenobi. And I swear to God... There's this one quick shot as the camera kind of goes uh, 
focuses away from the Inquisitor back to Vader, that you can see him kind of giving him a side eye that I just love. That I just picked up the second time that I watched this, and I'm like, oh, I like that a lot. All right, so we move on to this planet that Obi-Wan decided to stay and fight Vader. Because he that's what Vader would do. He left his ship, came alone, and then he says this dumb line. It's like, Obi-Wan, you came here to destroy me? I'm like, no, you came here. He was already there. He didn't come anywhere. It's not like he picked it. It's not like, you know, you've come to destroy me. No. He's waiting for you. You're the one that just arrived. Just uh, the wording just sounds, just the wording itself just sounded off considering what was about to happen. When Vader and Obi-Wan fought in, was it this, a third episode? I forget. <laughs> Vader had the upper hand. Literally the upper hand to the point where he's fighting with one hand. Obi-Wan is like backing down and is like he is not in any form like he used to be. Not even like marginally. He is terrible at what he's doing. So the two of them go back and forth, back and forth, and it becomes then very anime, Dragon Ball Z moments. Anakin, Vader, you know, starts putting his hand on the ground and starts breaking it apart and then starts to bury poor Obi-Wan into the ground and throws more rocks on him. I'm like, okay, you know he's not going to die, right? And then Obi-Wan comes back, and then he launches, like... Look at all my big rocks. We got big sand. Now it's going to get everywhere. And then he pelts him, literally, with all the big rocks. And I'm like, he's not taking damage. Like, he's able to fend off a lot of the rocks, but he's not taking damage. Until we get this cool moment where, well, before that. So they cut back to Reva, now at Laura's homestead. And, you know... For her to be kind of, I don't know, subtle, she lights up her lightsaber, which makes her a huge target because the lights are pretty much dark. And then, like, you can see this red streak. And, and it's not as if she is that good that she could then block back any blaster shot to come her way. It She's ducking while holding the lightsaber. And, like, you suck at what your job is right now. But in any case, crossover back to the fight again. And this time, Obi-Wan is holding his own and really laying it on thick to the point that Vader is now having to use two hands, which was uh, something I missed the first time. But he is really holding hard with two hands. Obi-Wan then is able to get a very crippling blow to the helmet. And this is where I'm like, this is what I'm here for. That moment, which you already saw in Rebels, but fine. Let's just see this in live action. Well, you see part of the helmet intact, the other half not intact, and you can see Anakin behind it. I also love the fact that we have Anakin's real voice and then the voice of the helmet break in as Vader. So the two halves are kind of going together at the same time. I also love the fact that at this moment, when we see him talking, Vader 
and uh, the helmet and Vader himself were like in blue. Towards the end of his little speech, it becomes red again. And like that is wonderful. Absolutely wonderful to see that kind of moment that, you know, I didn't, you know, you didn't kill Anakin. Vader took care of that and did the deed. So from a certain point of view, Obi-Wan, you are correct that the good man was killed by Vader, who was a former pupil of yours. It is still a harsh line to to tell a kid from a certain point of view, your dad did yourself. <laughs> but in any case, so that's why I've always loved that line to be part of my tag about, you know, from a certain point of view. It's just, it's interesting, but it's also very uh, divisive. We go back to Tatooine, and Reva is able to escape Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru and is looking for, for Luke, who's running into the mountains. And then he falls. Dumb kid. And then Reva, you know, lights her lightsaber and really wants to take out Luke. But then she starts to see herself in the exact same pose and reliving that moment in which she sees herself as Anakin killing the younglings. I am still kind of clueless as to what would this have accomplished? Was this something to hurt Ben in relations to to Luke? Because there's nothing in here that says that this is Anakin's son and Leia was his daughter too. So that's why I'm not clear about the motivation until... She breaks down, and of course, she couldn't do the deed, but she breaks down telling Anakin, you know, am I bad? Am I like Anakin? And it's like, no, you're not. So, you know, she throws away her protractor lightsaber, and I'm like, dude, everyone needs to stop littering Tatooine because Ray did it, Obi-Wan did it before, and now she's doing it. So, you know, poor Jawas have like a, a landmine full of lightsabers all over the damn planet making a fortune out of this then we get a scene back on mustafar where emperor palpatine is talking to vader telling him are your feelings on this matter about obi-wan clear that you're going to destroy him which obviously that's not going to happen but you know vader lies like you know i'll take care of this in any case we come to the sequence back on Alderaan where Obi-Wan arrives with Lola and I'm like, dude, you could have just sent that by FedEx back to the kid because literally you would think that she's like I'm happy to see Obi-Wan again and she passes him by just to look at Lola flying back in, into her hands and I'm like, that little piece of shit <laughs> did the exact same thing Poor Chewie in A Force Awakens and, like, ignore the fact that you just lost your ex-husband, Chewie's best friend, to hug Ray, a complete stranger that you don't know. And I'm like, that's messed up. You screwed him over from not getting a medal in A New Hope, and now you're doing this. I'm like, this. it goes all the way back to her childhood. She is this kid all over again who belongs to stay in jail forever i'm just saying as hot as she got later on that's not a chick i want to be with considering you know her true feelings she just ignores your 
your feelings altogether. Whatever. Yes, I know I'm projecting, but that's not the point. <laughs> All right. Now, the second to last moment, we go back to Tatooine. And we see him packing up his camp from his cave. And I guess he's going to get, he's moving on up uh, somewhere on the west side or east side of Tatooine. Who knows? But in any case, he visits Uncle Owen one more time and says, you know, yeah, you're right. You, he needs to be with you. I need to stay out of his life. And then Uncle Owen just changes his, his mindset. Do you want to meet the boy? Like, yes, he does. So he gets the T-16 toy that he's been holding on to, walks over to Luke. Luke gets up, starts smiling at him, and he says, hello there. And I love that moment so damn much. It took us five plus episodes, or this is almost six episodes, just to say hello there to Luke and how he got the T-16 Skyhopper. It took a long time to get there. Was it worth it? Yeah. But I liked it enough that I'm like, yeah, I did. I really did. Because it comes back later on, you know, when he meets him in A New Hope for the first time, by us standards. But, you know, when he finds R2, he's like, hello there. So I'm like, I love this. It it It, it does what it needed to do in that moment. I just wish the rest of the series did something similar to that point we move on obi-wan is out traveling in the desert and he comes across finally the ghost of qui-gon jinn you know there was mention about yoda in revenge of the sith at the end of that movie that he's been in contact with his former master and i will show you how to do that so it took 10 years to get to this point i mean no it, it does not take 10 years and the reason why I say that, because Luke, when he lost Ben in A New Hope, technically he came back in Empire Strikes Back, and he saw him there, and that was not 10 years. So that's just me being nitpicky, I know, but that's just the way I see things. All right, so he says, you know, I'm back, and then he fades away. I'm like, what the hell did you stop doing that? You know, it took you 10 years to come here, and now you're just going to walk and fade away. Whatever. Now, the other thing that I've been wanting to talk about is that the, this is now 10 years after Revenge, but it's still not that moment before we see New Hope. There's still another gap, about another five, six years, I guess, or 10 years. I'm not sure what's the, the time frame here. But the Ben or the Obi-Wan that we see with Darth Maul takes place about four years after this series takes place which we see a much older Ben. And I'm like, but in four years, I don't see him transitioning to that much older Obi-Wan Kenobi. But we'll see because, you know, desert life, you know what I'm saying? Kind of plays a wreck on your, on your good looks, I guess. We'll get there within the timeline. Uh, yeah, just leave it at that. Just leave it at that. Overall, I don't think this series was really necessary just because there were no real stakes when it came to Obi-Wan, when it came to Vader, or to Leia, or to Luke. Or to... Again, it kind of played evenly from the beginning to the end. All right, sure, they met one other time or twice other time. Fine, they had a couple of fights and nothing mattered after that. 
So I'm like, that's fine. But I just wish there was a little bit more interaction, a little bit more thought about what you're going to do to tell this story, to get the Obi-Wan who lost everything in revenge to that moment in which he becomes the Obi-Wan that we see in A New Hope. Solo had that exact same issue. We saw Solo appear in A New Hope, and his movie, his own origin story, gives us moments that builds him up as a character, but it still is missing the the the, the point of view that Solo has to become very cynical and very self-preserving uh, of his own interests. It's not exactly the, the whole Solo from being the young kid to the Solo that we now know later on in A New Hope. There is still another sequence that needs to be done. Here, I don't think it's necessary that you need to go any further. But in any case, now that I've done all six episodes, some great, some like not great at all, I am now going to watch that fan edit that comprises of all six episodes into one large edit. That's going to be, hopefully, a much better storytelling because there's so much filler in this that I'm glad someone took the time to do this. So I'm now going to end this podcast and then eventually watch it and then come back and record my thoughts about which was better, this series versus this fan edits of the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. So, All right, so I cannot wait for that to happen. And on that note, we are done for the Obi-Wan Kenobi series reviews-ish. <laughs> more rants than reviews in my opinion but in any case thank you for listening to me and to the monster sci-fi show it's sci-fi from a certain point of view good night winter is coming prepare with a fine cigar and listen to the cigar nerds podcast we smoke cigars and talk about movies and all kind of nerdy things. Available at CigarNerdPodcast.com Also on the ESO Network at ESONetwork.com This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com Com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.